Welcome to Failing Forward. Today we have Mike Mukirane from Care Uganda's West Nile team to talk about what happens when you try to work through the government, but don't fully transfer staff to the government. Welcome am... to Failing Forward. Thank you so much for joining us today. Can you introduce yourself? My name's Mike Mukirane. I am an initiative manager and also carrying out the role of SRMH specialist for care in West Nile. Can you tell us a little bit about the project or the example you're going to talk about today? Yeah, I'm going to talk about the UNFPA care project that is looking at the Central Emergency Response Fund for health service delivery in the public health facilities in Invepi refugee settlement, Palorinha, and then also Ajumani. What is the context of that situation? What are the things that are going on that meant we needed a project there, and what are we trying to accomplish? We are trying to make sure that the refugees and the host communities access SRH services at all times in the health facilities and in the settlement. What went wrong? What are the difficulties you're going to talk about today? Yes, the difficulties I'm going to talk about is management of the midwives that we recruited under this project to offer emergency obstetric and newborn care services in the health facilities. So what happened? Because we are working in public health facilities and uh, the activities there, personnel and uh, commodities are managed by the government of Uganda, we thought it better to work with the government of Uganda in terms of employing the midwives through the service commission of government and then advancing money to the government to pay the midwives so that the midwives can be able to work within that environment of government but not care much as the project is managed by care. So what happened? We made an MOU very well with the government the roles and responsibilities were very clear. We agreed, all of us, appended our signatures on the MOUs. The district recruited the midwives. We posted them to the health facilities in the settlements. We transferred money to the district accounts. After transferring the money to the district accounts, that's when they told us they can't pay the money before Minister of Finance authorizes them. And this was not mentioned earlier, so we are not sure whether it was a ploy to first get the money, then they tell us that. So the midwives went for six months without pay, whereas they were working tooth and nail. So it was a big disappointment because on two sides, we were using people who are not getting paid and they were working hard. And then the donor wanted accountability for the funds. The funds were held on district uh, accounts. And what was the impact of that for the midwives and the services they were providing? Services were not affected because we had very nice communication with them and assurances and were always present with them. So they knew one time they would get their money, so they continued working. But on a personal side, we knew that we are making people suffer because these people have families to feed and we are engaging them, but we are not giving them their benefits. So what did you do? A lot of meetings went on, a lot of blames from UNFPA, high-level meetings, a lot of letters going out, cancelling the, the MOU, but because the money was already there, after around three days, you find another letter saying, no, we are not cancelling, so that we keep that collaboration with the, the government because they are our key stakeholders, and eventually 
we pushed them and they paid the midwives lump sum amount, which was good for the midwives because they got the money at one go. Who else did you have to involve in order to solve that problem? Of course, it was our country director who was so much involved in that. And then we also tried to use the local leaders who are managing the health facilities to appeal to the government to make sure that this money is paid. And then the government also was pushing the Ministry of Finance to approve that supplementary budget that the money was paid. But then after that round of payment, we reverted the payment of the midwives to CARE. Had CARE recruited the midwives or were they midwives who had been recruited through the government? They were recruited through the government, but because this is a well-established uh, commission that recruits people, CARE took them, uh, took them up without interviewing them again. So if you had to do it all over again, what would you do differently? I would not uh, give money to government. I would control the money, uh, use the government to recruit so that uh, they are part of the exercise, but pay the midwives directly through care system. Much as it is expensive because the salary scales for care are higher than the ones of government. When we talk about scale and working at scale, one of the things we talk about a lot is working with the government and working through the government. Obviously, that's been a challenge in your situation. Do you think there are ways that we can partner with the government to be more effective? We have to partner with the government because most of the policies that we are using are government policies that we can't go beyond. So in order for us to work within those policies, the government has to give an oversight role of stewardship for our activities. Is there anything else that you would change about the way we set up that project in the first place or the way that we tried to resolve the problem? Yeah, I think before we make decisions, uh, especially on uh, issues concerning government, we need to consult the other partners who have worked with government so that they can be able to share with us their experience. Then we can be able to make an informed decision. Otherwise, it was not a good one. What are ways that we can learn from other partners or that we can seek out that experience ahead of time? Co collaborating with other, other partners, especially in coordination meetings, so that we can be able to hear their experiences, uh, their past experiences with government, and then we can be able to uh, share on how they manage challenges that are similar to ours, so that next time we don't make mistakes. And what are some actions that you are planning to take now or that you would recommend for others to take? The recommendations I would give is that try, we try as much as possible to make sure that we consult. The second one, we try as much as possible to keep an effective communication between the government and the partner. And then thirdly, we look carefully at the, the conditions that are in our IPIS so that we don't make mistakes of subgranting, whereas the IPIS says no subgranting. Oh, interesting. So it wasn't considered a subgrant when it went to the government? Yes, I think this was a mistake. It wasn't a subgrant. Is there anything else you want to tell us about this story or any other thoughts you have about how this works? Yeah, it was very interesting because we've learned a lot out of it. But the most interesting part is that we managed to convince the midwives to continue working, irrespective of not having money, 
and this didn't affect the quality of services that we were giving out. So uh, negotiation is very, very key. And then also communication. So how did you convince the midwives to keep working? Yeah, because uh, we told them the money is there. We showed them evidence that the money was transferred to the district accounts. And it is only the bureaucracy in government that is delaying the money. Then we also told them since they came through the service commission, it's an opportunity for them to easily join the government service even uh, when care uh, project ends, which was a motivation for them to continue working. So has the project ended or is it still running? The project is ending this month. Are any of the midwives trying to join the government service now? Yes, in one of the districts tomorrow, Thursday, they are going to interview them so that they are integrated into the government system. One of the districts, they are still hanging. They have not yet made a decision. And the third district, one of them is being taken because she was the only midwife in that health facility. So government is taking her up. Did the experience of not getting paid make any of them think, no, I don't want to work for the government now? No. No. Because there's job security in government. Yeah. So does the government have the same challenge with midwives it hires itself? Or was in it the, only because this was a care project? In the first months, yes, before they access the payroll. Mm -hmm. But after accessing the payroll, then they, they are paid regularly. So what do you think it would take to get the government to treat the problem that way? To treat midwives through a project like a care project? the same way they treat midwives they hire themselves. Unless if they have joined the payroll, because of the, they have joined government because of the bureaucracy in government. As long as we are still working as partners, it's better we pay ourselves, but second those uh, midwives to the government. Thank you so much for joining us. And you will have to tell us how it goes with the mid midwives transitioning to the government. We will look forward to hearing more. That would be very great. Really interesting reflection on the possibilities and challenges of scaling through a government model and thinking about how do we do those partnerships more effectively and with more information at the beginning. Thanks for joining us on Failing Forward. Tune in next time for more reflections on how we can get better by learning from what we did wrong.